Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh here again on a live Q&A at a different location, but same coach. Hope you all doing exceptionally well. For those who's watching me later on, as everyone is coming in live, I want to say thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for being a part of my community here online. And if this is your very first time after um, watching this video, you like the vibes, might as well go ahead and subscribe. I would love to have you a part of my online community here. Um, but you are now watching a live Q&A where I answer um, those who watch me live, uh, answer their questions. But if you want to be a part of these live Q&As, make sure you hit that bell so you'll know when notifications come through and you'll be able to join me right then and there. But let, let's see who's all coming in. And all those who's coming in live, let me know where you're watching from what city, what state, what country, and then we're going to give y'all some time to get y'all's questions together, and then uh, we'll go from there. But let me go ahead and share it on my other platforms. Give me one second. What's going on? Jay Keaton from Fort Lauderdale. Christopher, what's going on? Oh, okay, Christopher had a question. Hey, Birmingham, Alabama in the place. What's going on? Oh, here we go. Now everybody's coming in. Hey, Aries, Maya, what's going on? Thank you for watching from London. Hi from Maryland. Thank you for watching. Greensboro in the building, Maryland in the building. Good, good. Glad to have y'all. All right, let's get to the first question. We got Christopher here. Christopher says, hey, coach, why do celebrities slash musicians claim to be children of God, but their actions are different? Does it make them less of a Christian's explicit music videos and lyrics? The Bible says you will know them by their fruit. Um, um, you bear the fruit of whatever you fellowship with the most. If you fellowship with darkness, you will produce dark fruit. If you uh, fellowship with light, you'll produce light fruit. What you have to understand is that um, in these last days, people are going to look as or communicate as if they're one way, but actually they are not. There's going to be a lot of people in our day, celebrities, musicians, going to advertise as if they are God because the enemy's using them um, to cause confusion. And when there's confusion, there's every evil work. And so what you have to understand when you see people like that, you never measure a person by the lips or by the fruit of their lips, but the fruit of their life. No believer would do any type of explicit content, let alone doing it private, but they will definitely do it publicly. So when a person is, is, is engaging in darkness and doing explicit things, then you know that their fellowship is not with light because what does light have to do with darkness? Um, and the Bible says that bitter and sweet water cannot come from the same stream. And the word of God is very clear about you will know them by their fruit. So my friend, if you see a celebrity, a musician, a preacher, anything that's not bearing a fruit of what the word of God says a believer should be bearing a fruit of, then chances are one of two things. Either they are a babe in Christ, but let's remove that. If they're doing explicit content, like explicit music videos with explicit lyrics, they're, they're not. Because I'm telling you, when you're truly reborn, and you truly save, there's going to be a deep level of conviction. There's going to be a deep level of, uh, of, of, of gripping from the Holy Spirit that says, this is not the way. <clears throat> and so, uh, uh, it, so there are certain behaviors when it comes to babes and then seasoned believers, right? You expect babes or immature believers to do certain things. But when it gets into the explicit category, that th there's no way a person that's reborn by the spirit of God will publicly, privately, explicitly do things, especially in, in resources or tools or visuals that's going to be um, utilized as a as a, 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 a marketing thing to make other people do the same thing. So chances are most of these celebrities and musicians, they are following a script. And so the script says, say that you're a Christian, say that you're a believer, so that babes in Christ will lean more towards them than the seasoned veterans or seasoned believers that are trying to share the gospel and live out being a walking epistle. So if they're doing explicit things, chances are they're not really explicit, have been explicitly saved by Christ. 
And in the Bible says, you know them by their fruit. So don't listen to what they say. See what they do. Great question. Christopher says, also, I was praying for someone for over a year and did end up getting it. Why? Um, there's many reasons on why you didn't get what you prayed for. You have to always ask yourself, what is my mo- what are my motives? Why do I want these things? And, and typically when people pray for something, it's one of two things. Either number one, you're not prepared for it or it's not in God's providential timing for you. And so either way, you have to examine your emotions right now, because if your emotions are upset, that you didn't get something, then chances are that you pray. The chances are that you your prayers were more self-centered than God's will-centered. Uh, uh, Christ-centered prayers is Lord, whatever, um, not my will, but thine will. Self-centered prayers is why does not happen for me? I'm upset. So I don't read that from your question. Um, but um, you petition to God one time and you trust him and praise him in the meantime. So what I mean by that, you give God your heart. God, I would love to have this in my life. God, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for the situation. You petition to him one time. Petition means letting him know. Um, from there, you pray, you praise God in advance by saying, God, I believe that I receive from you in your timing. And God, if it's not in the cards for me in this life, God, I still love and trust that you know Know what's best for me. That's the temperament that you need to have going forward, my friend. Hope that helps. Jay Keaton, what's going on? Birmingham in the building. What's up, Aries? London. Oh, I skipped questions. Give me one second. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Man, y'all in here today. Oh. Uh, All right, here we go. What's up, family? Hello, coach. How has God ever called you to put something down for a season in regards to your craft, for example, book writing or something? Yeah, especially when he sees it as becoming an idol, especially when he sees it as taking me away from something that 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 deserves my attention more. Um, but typically I just go with the flow of God. I just obey. Like there, this summer, I wrote this book here, <clears throat> Counterfeiter Counterpart. I wrote pieces of it last year, but I was going to write some other book. And God was like, Josh, write this book right now. And and all of a sudden this download came and and, and it was just it was like this and the book came out. Um, but right now I feel like there's a uh, I'm in a transitional period where I feel like God is and I'm flowing with him. So, yes, to answer your question specifically, yeah, he'll tell you to put that thing down, especially if it's putting you down. He'll definitely tell you to put something down if it's pulling you down pull and pulling you away or it's just not the right time. <clears throat> I give an example. Um, there'll be periods when I'm writing my book, like this book here. Last summer, I was writing that book and I didn't get back to it. I didn't feel the pull from the Holy Spirit to get into the book. And then all of a sudden, one year later, God was like, now, right now. The reason why that was a blessing was because the revelation that God gave me from his word to implement into this book came this summer. I may not have been ready for it last summer. Maybe I would have written it down and accidentally threw the paper away. But God will have you put something down because he's saying that you're not ready for revelation to be able to reveal this to other people through your art form. And so those are three reasons. Number one, it's not God's timing for you. Oh, no, no. That's the other question. Number one, um, it's pulling you down. Number two, it's pulling you away from something more important. Or number three, um, um, is not his providential timing for the full revelation of the delivery of that thing. But that's between you and God. And um, But be okay with letting it go down because you can't love the fruit of a product more than the one that gave you the product to do, the, the, the task to do. And I say that because <clears throat> that will help you flow in obedience. It will help you be like, God, okay. But if I was a lover of money, I would have put this book out last summer. If I really want to make money, I would have put this book out last summer. 
But I, I look at it like uh, Peter in the boat when, when Jesus was like, cast a net. And Peter was like, but we've been toiling all, I've been toiling all day. He said, cast a net. And right when he obeyed Christ, he caught his biggest catch. So just trust God. He'll tell you to put it down and when to put it back up. And you just got to flow with him because he knows where the fish are. Hope to help. Melina from Greensboro, what's going on? Jay King says, what to do when no one is in your corner? Thank God that he's in your circle. Don't worry about who's in your who's not in your corner. Thank God that you're in God's circle, right? Who cares if who's not in your corner? Those who are supposed to be in your corner um, um, will be the people that God has for you. Now, what to do when no one is in your corner is that's the opportunity to enjoy God, my friend. I'm telling you right now, family, if that's that's when you enjoy God. God will strip people out of your life so that you can see him clearly and get to know him. I am so glad God stripped so many people out of my life, 22, 23, 24 years old, because then <clears throat> from 23 onward, I, I built such a relationship with God that I need no new friends. I may want to have fellowship, but I don't need fellowships from people because I'm fully content in my friendship with God. And um, right now, I would just dive in, Jay Keaton, with your, with your relationship with God and just say, God, OK, here am I. That's when all those books started getting produced. That's when all those videos of mine began to get produced because I was in fellowship with God. There is no other fellowship that has produced the most fruit through my life, in my life, then with God. It, it, the friendship with God will surpass the love of a wife, will surpass the fellowship of family. It surpasses all that. But if you don't have him, uh, that kind of connection with him now, then you're going to be frustrated in all other relationships and all other situations that you're going to find yourself in. So when no one's in your corner, realize you're in God's circle and he's pulling you to himself. Hope that helps. Jody Lair, what's going on? <clears throat> Kansas City in the building. Christina Stubbs, what's going on? Hillary from New York, coach from Virginia. Uh, uh, hello, Christy from Virginia. Adam says, hey there, coach. What do you think about a Christian dating a Muslim? Can two walk together lest they be agreed? If you cannot connect in faith, how can y'all connect in fellowship? And if you can't connect in faith or fellowship, how can y'all bear same fruit? What's going to happen when it comes to different religions, point of view of disciplining children? and children? What is, what's going to happen where, where these different things can happen? And I do believe that, you know, God can redeem any marriage that has that in his union because you are already married and God can turn it around for your good. But it, you just got You just got to look deeper um, because God is not going to join you um, to someone that y'all do not agree fundamentally in regards to faith. Because if you don't believe or agree in faith, y'all won't agree in fellowship because what spirit is going to help y'all come together? Only the Holy Spirit is the jail that connects a, a husband or a wife. And so if you have different, if y'all entertaining different spirits and you following God and they're following something that's not of God, then all of a sudden what's going to happen when there needs to be fellowship, when it needs to be agreement, when there needs to be uh, um, connection. If, if it's not there, you're going to have you're going to face unnecessary issues, unnecessary drama. So it's better to wait on God than to settle for someone that you think you can save. A person that you God has for you will already have been uh, before the person that God has for you meets you. They would have already met God. Okay, so if they haven't met God and haven't had salvation, you're going to feel the responsibility carnally to try to save them. And then you're going to be spending four, five, 10 years of your marriage trying to pull somebody from a faith that only God can do. So save yourself the trouble and realize that two, how can two walk together lest they be agreed, my friend? Hope that helps. Renetta from Brazil, what's going on? Thank you for watching. Indianapolis, Indiana in the building. Thank you, Jody. Lisa Wolf, what's going on? Akua, good afternoon to you too. Chanel says, Hi, Josh. Your videos are great. Thank you so much. God gets the glory. I'm glad they're a blessing to you. What's the difference between watching a video on buying one of your books? 
what's the difference between watching a video on buying one of your or let me make sure I got your question right. Say it again, Chanel. Oh, hi, Josh. Your videos are great. What's the difference between watching a video or buying one of your books compared to one of your books? Well, books have my books like I show you right here. All of my books are like uh, textbooks. They have resources in them. So my videos may be inspired and they may flow a certain type of way, but my books will actually give you uh, clear points, uh, um, something that you can really follow. You see what I'm saying? My videos, I may go through different rabbit holes as the spirit leads me or as if I feel the nudge to. Um, but my book will give you a systematic breakdown of certain things. So if you look at this book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, there's a thousand scriptures on the back, right? So this book will give you actual support scriptures to support the points. Also, the books come with activities. So the videos may not give you all those activities, but the book will actually give you a systematic approach of uh, problem, call, solution, tools, resources, and 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 guides to help you kind of really process what you're going through. So that's what my books do. Videos just kind of give, they aid the books, the books aid the video. Um, but, but videos are good for listening, podcasting, and going about your day. But if you need to really do a deep dive in whatever topic or thing my book suggests or talks about, then you have the opportunity with, with its own resources and questions. And those thousands of scriptures in the back are, are going to bless you and help you as you begin to determine what's a counterfeit uh, counsel, what's a counterfeit advice, was a counterfeit influence, a counterfeit man, a counterfeit woman, a counterfeit, all these different things. At least you got the scriptures to support you. So that's what my books do, or I, I endeavor to have them do my, for you, my friends. Hola, amigo, what's going on? False prophets and believers, Lisa Wolf. Let me see. Goody, oh, um, oh, y'all must be talking about um, the question earlier. Akua says, hey, coach, what is consecration and how can I properly do it? Great question. I cannot fast because of health reasons, so I'm seeking to do some, something else. No problem. Um, consecration is, is the fruit of concentration. Uh, consecration is the fruit of focus. Consecration is the fruit of fellowship. So let's look at the parallel between concentration and consecration. Concentration means I'm focused on a person and my purpose and personal development. I'm concentrated on the will of God fellowshipping with God and bearing fruit for God's kingdom. That's concentration. I'm focused. I'm eliminating all excess. I'm removing all influences. I'm focusing on him. I'm focusing on my purpose. I'm focusing on developing myself to make myself even a, a better resource or tool for God. That concentration then leads to consecration. Consecration is, is a level of, 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 here it is. It's not a level of righteousness because we cannot increase righteousness or diminish righteousness, but it is the increasing of our patterns matching our, our position. So the more you consecrate yourself from concentrating on the things of God and enjoying the fellowship with him, it then births a consecration of, of potency, of fire, of, of fervency, because you've been filled with the spirit so long, it start boiling off you to the point to where the, uh, the um, apostles, when they walked by people, their shadows healed them. Was it their shadows or was it the, the potency of their consecration, their fellowship? So the more you consecrate your life, or concentrate your life on the things of God and really removing all of the unnecessary things out of your life, then you begin to have a deeper level of fervency, a deeper level of power, a deeper level of just umph. 
that that is usable by the spirit of God. Um, but the more cluttered your life becomes, the less less focused you are destroying yokes in your children and friends life, the less likely you're able to heal and cast out demons, the less likely you're able to um, speak what fits the occasion and uh, being a prudent person hiding themselves from a proverb that I read today to my students. So so there's 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 just there's, there's benefits to consecration because you're now usable. You actually have power that can be used by the spirit of God or your vessel becomes envision with this with the vision of God where you able to do a little bit more um so don't worry about fasting uh, you fasting is a resource a tool that is that should be used through the leadership of the Holy Spirit and when he sees fit so what do you need to focus on now what do you need to concentrate on how long should this uh um thing be concentrated on as that thing person Purpose, person, purpose, and personal development. I'm telling you, and removing problematic things out of your life. And what happens? You'll become more succinct. You'll become more sharp. You'll become more discerning. You'll become more potent. And now the Holy Spirit can has a vessel that He can use. It's unfortunate the Holy Spirit for a lot of people's lives is that He's wait. He's using most of His time cleaning people up versus using people to clean other people up. And what I mean by that is, what happens? The Holy Spirit will work on some things, then you throw mud right back on the thing He just cleaned. And now the whole thing about your fellowship with him is just unnecessary mind renewal like stuff that you should have overcame by now if you were to listen but that's my advice and i hope that helps dirty red what's up family what's good my brother phoenix arizona in the building i got time for two more and i'm done i'm gonna kind of keep these short when i um because uh schedule's kind of tight but i still want to serve you all Ms. Henderson says, how do you know you are delivered from an addiction? Is it by lack of desire or just putting God's will above your own? Um, when there's no more desire, but desire diminishes or dilutes itself when you become more dependent on God. That's the beauty of it. But the, the fruit, you know that you're delivered from an addiction when you don't have the appetite for it. You don't have the taste for it. You don't have the desire for it because you have a new delight. You have a new delight. You delight in the Lord. And, and now your desires change because whatever you delight in determines your desires. Whatever you determine your desires determines your disciplines. Whatever determines your disciplines will eventually determine your destination. Right. So if you change what you delight in. And, and as a believer, we get more into the light, the light of Christ, the more we begin to delight in him. And when we delight in him, our desires becomes his desires. And then we will become more disciplined and our destination will change. And then you will no longer have any desire in that thing because you realize this false thing, whatever it is, insecurities that led you to that addiction, um, abuse that led you to that addiction, unforgiveness, resentment that may have led you to that addiction. Those things are broken off of you because of the spirit of God in you. But, it, but you have to uh, um, come to the conclusion of what those things are, confess those sins to God, allow the Holy Spirit to make changes to your worldview and your perspective, and then follow Christ throughout the rest of the way. Hope to help. Aries, what's going on? Hey, coach, are bachelor and bachelorette parts necessary before getting married? Is there such thing as marriage without having a ring? First question is, I mean... I wouldn't call it a bachelor party, but me and my brothers, we went to go grab something to eat. Very holy. <laughs> Just us. Got some food. Went back to the house and talked about college years and stuff like that. Um, but when you start getting into the carnal sense of it, where you start going to different you know, cities and doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing, 
then yeah, but it's not like a necessary thing. It's a cool thing. Fellowship with people that may have pl- contributed to your life, um, your girls, your your sister, your whoever is in your bridal party. And for the fellas, it's not nothing wrong with hanging out with the fellas and just saying, hey man, any advice, any whatever. Um, but when they start talking about doing stuff that conflicts with what you want, then you can say no to it. Is there such thing as a marriage without a, having a ring? I mean, yeah. But I mean, ring is a good symbol. A ring kind of kind of eliminates some unnecessary um, advances. When people see if you don't wear a ring, people don't know if you married or not married. So they may try to holler. But if you do have a ring, it's a great it's a great tool to kind of uh, guard you and protect you so people could kind of know. So when you are a ring, you mean it doesn't remove everybody, but it removes 90 percent of the people because 90 percent of the people to a degree, at least respect what you got going on. The other 10 percent, they don't care if you got a ring, but those people are obvious and you should be smart enough to not even entertain those. But a ring is good because it does get rid of the 90 percent unnecessary advances towards you that helps. Divine 15, Miss Speaks, what's going on? God bless you. Hey, coach, what is the truth behind women not being able to be pastors in church? I heard it was a sin. I'm not well versed in that. Um, I don't see nothing wrong with women ministering, but I, I haven't really dug deep enough to even know scripture. So I'm not going to talk too much about it because I don't want to say one worldview, one angle, another angle, and I'm not well versed in it. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I will look into it. I never really, I'm really, I never really got that question. Oh, well, yeah, I have. Now I said the same thing. So I probably should go study, <laughs> but, but I'll get back to you. Um, I, I don't want to say anything without strong conviction and strong understanding. And that is what it is, my friend. I hope I'm, I know I wish I could help, but if I don't know, I don't want to act like I know. And then, you, and then you, you know, just got to be a good steward on my platform. A cool says I've wondered too much to, I wanted to with celebrities. That's a good question. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Hillary says dating advice when it comes to dating a younger person depends on how young. Hopefully it's within the, uh, you know, they over 18, which I'm pretty sure they are. I'm not saying that, but you get what you ask for. Let me tell you that if you 30 and you're trying to talk to someone that's 23, you got to realize what stage of life they're in. So you just got to you got to you got to just count the costs of of what it is that you want to engage in. You got to look at your situation and say, you know what? They're 22, they're 23, they're 24, they're 25. Their dreams haven't died yet. What I mean by dreams dying, they still got this zealous ambitions towards this one thing that may have came from a carnal place and they really don't have no uh, wisdom to balance it out. So you you just got to be careful. Only date the person that God has given you clearance to uh, because you shouldn't waste your time or energy with a person that is not a purpose person. And if you start going out there and just engaging with people that's not a purpose person, then you waste precious time. And so to save precious time, you spend that time with the person that gave you time and to find out how he wants you to spend your time so that when he so that you'll be a good discipline of time. So that when you do meet that person, you will value your time so much that you won't let that person too deep in your life. And y'all be able to pace each other and engage each other properly because of y'all both respective time, purpose and all that kind of stuff. But when you talk about dating a younger person, you get what you get, the age you get sometimes. And some people may be young and more mature than some people, old people. But you understand you got to really take your time. Basically, what I'm going to say is seek God about it, my friend. Love y'all. Got to go. Um, hope y'all have a great rest of the evening. Um, share this video. Get out to as many people as possible. I hope the questions was a blessing. Um, books and resources on my website, imunplugged.com. Put my website up. Uh, let's see here. 
So y'all can go to my website right now. I don't have it here. Yeah, here we go. Go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. There you'll be able to get all kind of resources, tools, all the things that I do, um, books, card games. Uh, uh, what's, what else I got? Uh, books, card games, courses. Also, uh, my newest book, uh, Counterfeit or Counterparts, not available on Amazon. Just type in Joshua as on Amazon. You'll be able to see that there. Uh, we also got other books like The Purpose of Singleness, uh, my dating prep book, as well as The Purpose of Freedom. Great resource for y'all to check out. Um, I think that's it. Got to go, y'all. Uh, get my uncle, not my uncle, but my nephew home. Um, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace.